Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is a Saturday here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Jonathan Lowe is our producer, Steve Thompson, and, of course, Doug Swinhart in with Tech Talk. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. One skin, 651-989-9226. And that's good for calls or texts here on CCO, so we look forward to hearing from you on this Saturday afternoon. Uh, Doug, uh, good to see you again. Uh, I know folks missed you a week ago. We're glad you're back. So we invite you to call or text early. We always have way too many at the end of the program, so we invite you to get in early on the program today. But, Doug, uh, there's a lot of people out shopping. Uh, The weather's good. Christmas, uh, Hanukkah starts Sunday. Christmas is coming up Christmas Eve. On Tuesday, there's a lot going on out there. But when it comes to those gifts, we've brought it up this holiday season. Um, Tread lightly there. Maybe a gift card from your favorite retailer. Maybe a card that says, let's go shopping uh, for a computer. I I just don't think you want to assume what someone needs in a tablet or a computer. I agree. Unless you know them really, really well and have had exposure to what they've been working with and listen very closely to what they really really want you can't do it you got to get them involved um and there are there's just an unbelievable amount of really good equipment out there i am just amazed at the amount and i i I got 20 calls last week talking about well which one for this and that my advice is the same you you gotta you gotta get the person involved even if it's a gift card and go shopping with them after christmas you will do yourself a huge favor yeah, and Doug, by the way, on my list still is that 16-inch MacBook Pro. Oh, what a beauty. <laughs> what a honey. What a honey. Yeah. Um, at $2,800, I doubt anyone's going to spring for that. You but. know, I, I would I would hesitate, but I'm going to tell you this. you got to remember, MacBook Pro in 2011 and 2012, they were selling for $3,000, and they were the highest-priced highest laptop on the market. These computers today, Stevie, used, beat half to death, are bringing seven and $800 used. Wow. So let's keep this all in perspective here. If people know what the equipment is, I've yet to take one of these new ones apart, and I would love to see the inside of one. If, if they have continued to advance... I got a feeling it might just be worth its weight in gold. And I forgot to bring in my old Mac. I know, I know. I did three of them this one of week. The, one of these weeks, I'm going to bring in that. It needs a battery, but uh, I'd like to see uh, if you can tweak this. Maybe put in a solid state drive you and bet. it'll live on. Maybe. I did three of these this week, and out of the three of them, two of them will not take a Mac OS, but they run Linux just gorgeous. And I actually set the Linux up. So it looks like a Mac, feels like a Mac. It, it's not a Mac. Well, it's a Mac, but it's a Mac running Linux uh, Mint, 
and I put the icons in and colored it and the little bar well, across the bring, bottom. I'm going to bring it in. Yeah, let's I've try. I've got to put a note. you got nothing Send to lose, Send me a right? reminder later in the week so I bring it in Thursday, I'll start sending emails. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Bombard me with emails. By the way, our number on the program, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. That's good for calls or texts. Here on the program, and that's always welcome. Good way to go. Uh, feel free to get on the lines right now. I have two computers. This is from our text line, running Windows 7. How do I update? Do they need to update them? We, we've talked about Windows 7 a lot. I think this. I think for anybody that's running Windows 7, if they're willing to get just a little bit aggressive, get rid of anything that talks to the Microsoft server by a, ha- a, a qualified, adequate antivirus and malware, and let Windows 7 live on. It will be just fine. I've got uh, Windows 7 machines that I put in a fresh install. They've never had an update for nine years. And the first six months they were running, I was worried. I called these people a couple times. Everything okay? Everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, fine. But after a couple of months, I quit calling. I thought, well, if you've got enough calls for me, if something goes wrong, call. They run and run and run. I... I, I just think that it's the way to go. Keep it light. Keep it thin. Make sure that you get – there's a, a ton of information on the Internet that will guide you through this step by step. And if people have problems with that and they want my help, I would love to help them with it. I think Windows 7 is in the same position almost as XP. They were both adequate operating systems. They're both mature. People are used to using them, and they believe in them, and they can be trusted. <clears throat> The next thing is, is, well, you know, we hear an awful lot about security. you got to get these updates. I have to get back to the basics and ask Microsoft the question. You've been in business for over 40 years. How long is it going to take you to build a secure operating system? I know that's kind of bold, but it should be done. There's no reason it isn't done. But with Windows 7, let's summarize again real quickly. If you shut off the automatic updates and you have a good antivirus package, you should be fine. You know, as far as we know, now, remember now, Steve, there's literally millions of lines of code in Windows 7. I don't think there's any one human individual that knows it perfectly by heart. So we don't know if there's something built into these, but I don't think there is. I think they actually will need the BIOS or the uh, unified BIOS system to corrupt once you're no longer getting files. And keep in mind now that if you can keep your hardware and your software separate and your hardware is good to go, it should run and run and run. The big thing that bothers me is all these updates seem to create processes in the back. And people think their computer is running slow because it's wearing out. That's not the case. It's running slow because it's working its little heart out on things that you don't see. If you clear that thing up, it's like brand spanking new again. And... I think we got to get back to the reality that we cannot continue to pollute the planet. We got to start conserving. And the only way to do it is to have the equipment last longer. Even if the manufacturers need to charge more money and extend their warranties to 10 to 20 years, one of them's going to do it pretty soon. I, I'm hoping it's HP. That, that's my hope. One of them's going to say, listen, these computers are, are they're made to last. They're solid state circuitry. It was designed in. NASA to withstand the rigors of space. All we got to do is protect those microchips. That's it. 
And that's a small part of the overall system. So they should run basically, I'm going to say it, forever. They really should. And most people today have more computer for the last 10 years and never even scratched the surface. Well, those MacBook Pros 2012s are a prime example. i7 quads back then. They run at 3 gigahertz, for goodness sake. The motherboards will push a solid-state drive to its full 6 gigabits per second. That's like buying a brand-new computer that was manufactured last week. Yeah. So uh, yeah, maybe there, maybe we've reached the point of nothing's going to really be an advancement until we change the chips themselves, and the data is floating in gas rather than through a carbon chip. So, and that technology is in development also. But, yeah, it's... um. I think it's sinful for us to be thinking about throwing computers away every day. We don't need to. All right, to the text line again. By the way, our number is 651-989-9226. Good for phone number or phone calls or texts on Tech Talk here. Do I need malware bytes with Windows 10? It depends. If you're going to run it and leave your store connected, if you need... Office 365, you probably don't. If you're going to get aggressive and want to shut off uh, the updates and uh, lock down the privacy, then you do. So it really, it depends on where you're going to go with that computer. Most people opt to leave the security essentials, or in Windows 10, it's called Windows Defender, to leave that in place during the warranty. But about a month before the warranty, then they'll get aggressive. And I think that's a good idea. I see that as a trend going across the country and everywhere else there's Windows 10. So that will be real. I think that's the method to use. All right, another good one. Uh, my USB wireless mouse will not work with my Windows 10 laptop. Any way I can get that to work? What's going on that, there? That's really unusual. Yeah. It, would, it would make me wonder if they're running Bluetooth or if it's a true Wi-Fi. If it uh, happens to be Bluetooth... That I could see being an issue. I would want to try that mouse on another machine first before we get too strange. I would want to make absolutely certain that if it's Bluetooth, they've got their Bluetooth receiver turned on so it will train up properly. But if it's a normal wireless mouse and it's not connecting, then you absolutely have to test it on another machine. This is a very, very rare that we see a wireless mouse not work today. Yeah, and you, usually a reboot will take care of that. You know, sometimes uh, the battery, a battery swap, take the batteries exactly. out of the mouse. I, I have one of those that operates on Bluetooth at work. Yeah, we, we all got laptops, and it, it's pretty slick, but the batteries do go from time to time. And sometimes if I'm having trouble, shut the computer down, take the batteries out of the mouse, reinstall the batteries, restart the computer, and usually I'm good to go. Absolutely. And the thing with the USB and Bluetooth, it's um, people aren't aware of this, but Bluetooth will absorb more battery. Not like your screen does, well, but you will decrease you will much more than a normal wireless mouse. And now that that's coming out, I'm hoping they bring back the 2.4 gigahertz wireless mouse, mice, and keyboards. They're just so rock solid. I, and most of these Logitechs, you know, the 305s and the 505s, the batteries last two years. They're, I've never seen mice like these. I think Logitech ought to be pushing them like there's no – that should be their flagship product. 
Quick break. We have more Cheryl and Earl waiting on the phone lines. It is Tech Talk. Doug in the studio for the entire hour today. The phone number, 651-989-9226. That's good for calls or texts. 651-989-9226. We'll return with more Tech Talk A News Talk, E3O, WCCO. 122 here on a Saturday Tech Talk underway. Doug Swinhart in studio. If you're having a problem with your computer, hardware, software, by all means, call or text 651-989-9226. We promise we'll go to that text line. There's a lot of good ones lined up. We'll go to the phones first. Cheryl in Minneapolis. Cheryl, you're on the air. Uh, good afternoon. Hi, Cheryl. What's I have, up? Um, um, well, I use I have a Gmail account for my email. Hey. And I would like to get it connected to my Outlook on my laptop. Oh, nothing to it. Just uh, go in and add the account. And, in fact, Outlook, if it's the – it really kind of depends on which version of Outlook you have. Uh, But most of them – in fact, I can't think of one that won't. Just go to the account, add the account under Gmail, and it really should set the servers properly. If you are asked the question – if you want to be web-based or local, you take web-based. It may also use the terminology POP3 or IMAP. You select IMAP. The newer versions will ask you if you want it set up as an exchange. And some you will click yes, some you will click no. But remember, if you make a mistake, delete the account and just start again. You're perfectly okay. And if you have trouble with that, give me a call next week. I'll walk you right through it. We'll make sure what version you're working with, and, and it's minutes. that This will be coordinated. By the way, Steve, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Google is changing, and they are insisting that everybody go to – it's a different logon situation that's going to tie together with O-A-U-T-H, and it's the dual authentication, sort of. And people who have Google Apps, we now have to do some special things by February before that gets instituted. So if you get those notices from Google, pay attention and follow up. So, in other words, besides just a regular login, I I know on certain websites, uh, particularly uh, credit card I have and one other account I have, they will say, okay, great, we want to send you a text. Right. Say on your phone, right? And that—that's the kind of dual authentication we're looking for. Well, we're seeing everybody move this way. It's a—it's another step to verify, and most of it is with financial transactions. There's no doubt about that. And I but have no problem with any of it. I don't either. And you know, I just want to remind everybody that it's like anything else in life. We get used to doing something, and we're such creatures of habit that we like it when we do things on a subconscious level. We don't have to think, but take the time and just retrain yourself a couple of weeks and you'll have it. And whatever the expectations is, the security layer that's being added is well, well worth it. And I am surprised that Google and the Gmail team hasn't instituted this sooner. Um, so it's, uh, I think it's a good thing. It's, uh, it's going to be a pain to work with for a little while, but like everything else, we will adjust. Tech Talk rolls along. Let's go to Earl and Wilmer. Earl, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. 
I'm just wondering if you could make a recommendation for a good antivirus or anti-malware program um, for like the Windows 7. You said just shut off the automatic updates and run a good program in the background. Yep. I um, Well, my, my go-to for years and years, my first choice has always been malware bytes. Uh, they're a United States company. If you call for support, you're talking to somebody here in the U.S. And they're, I think, the most competitively priced on the market. And then, of course, uh, what is that going to run, Doug? Give it, give us an idea. Well, for... they keep doing these specials now. You know, sure. for December now, I think you can get three for the price of one. You get three devices for like forty bucks a year. Hard to beat. Yeah, it's tough. And uh, of course, now Enod, Eset, the company Eset, Enod Thirty Two, they have signed some huge contract with uh, Google. So you're going to see that being uh, really pushed across the the country and North America, for that matter. And that is a great product, also. Hundred percent United States, hundred percent. Everything they do is in in the in the continental U.S. So great, great companies, both of those. Those would be my first two choices, without question. Now, if it's a financial thing, then I'm going to go with Malware Bytes because Malware Bytes is less money than uh, ESET, and I I think they both do a great job. I I can't say enough good things about Malware Bytes. They've been around for I think over thirty years now. Huge contributor to security and keeping computers clean. Many free programs over the years. They're just good folks to deal with. And you'll never, ever regret doing business with them. They just do it right. All right. Easiest way to find them. Oh, malwarebytes.com. M-A-L-W-A-R-E-B-Y-T-E-S. Malwarebytes.com. And if you mistype it, Google or DuckDuckGo or any of the search engines will straighten you right out in a hurry. From the text line here on Tech Talk, by the way, our number, 651-989-9226. We have the vet in next hour. Uh, questions about your dog or cat. Uh, Dr. Gene Gazki will join us following the news and weather at 2 o'clock. Uh, once again, uh, please repeat Windows 10. Do you say we stop updates and replace Defender? No, no, no. Windows 10, you don't need to do this. Windows 7 specifically. Windows 8, probably another candidate. Got to have for, it then too, yeah. That's yeah, a must. For, for having an outside right. now, virus protection. I should clear that up. Yeah. Let's... yeah that Windows 10, many, many, many people are upset with the privacy factor in Windows 10. A brand new machine with Windows 10 from the factory. If you fire that up and you follow the guides to set it up to finish the installation and you allow this thing to create an online account, and that's the only way you can log on is with your email rather than a a local account, the instant you get on the Internet, every keystroke you make, it has the potential to being sent to as many as 3,500 data servers data mining servers. So people are upset about this and they want to shut it off. That takes some aggression. You can get it shut off, but once you get it shut off, you cannot allow another update in. We do not know the full potential of what could happen from that six months from now, a year from now. Nobody knows yet. So you really want to be in a position, if you get that aggressive, to have the ability to reinstall Windows 10 from the ground up. Make sure all your data is protected. This is very aggressive moves, but it can be done. Now, if you go that route and you go to install a software package that's Windows compliant, 
you may need to go in and turn some of that stuff back on to get it installed. You can open up a whole can of worms with this. Use caution. That's my advice. I find that it runs a lot cleaner and a lot better if you get rid of a lot of that things. Well, obviously, it isn't running in the background. Um, but it um, it's going to take some time for the general public to do some self-educating and learn how to do this. Personally, I think it's a good thing that they do that anyway. It's Think of it as maintenance. Don't think of it as programming, and it'll come much, much easier. Quick break. We have more Tech Talk with Doug following the weather. We'll go to Kurt on the full lines from Golden Valley and back to the text line. Here's the number. Call or text 651-989-9226. Here on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. 135. Here at News Talk, A3OWCCO Tech Talk underway. Doug Swinhart in studio. Jonathan Lowe is our producer. Our phone number is 651 989 9226 for calls or texts on all our programs here at CCO. One number, 651 989 9226. And remember, we love to hear from you. Seven days a week here on CCO, and that's the way to get in touch with us. Let's go to Kurt in Golden Valley. Kurt, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks Hi. for taking my call. You're welcome. When are the uh, CCO brain wizards going to figure out you guys need two hours? Oh, I like it. Yeah. God bless you, sir. <laughs> you send me your address in, the, in, the, in an email, and I'll have to find you a T-shirt. might be used, but All I'm right. sending you a I T-shirt. Need to, <laughs> I may need to call you, Doug, for another reason other than this one. But, hey, I got a Chromebook a couple of years ago, about going on three years ago. Okay. And um, it seems to be running a little bit slow and sluggish. Is there any way to, like, clean it or update it or do something that – It should you know, not need that. I would attempt to get in – to the um, uh, to the BIOS, um, and you'll have to know who manufactured it, if it's a HP or a Samsung or whatever, and follow that and get into the BIOS and see if you can just adjust some things that have to do with TPM, which would be the trusted platform machine. There I would look, but really, there unless it's more likely that your random access memory modules need to be replaced and RAM is dirt cheap. But that's, uh, that's really the only thing because that software, the instant you turn that on, Google makes sure you're up to date and there's no worry of, of any, unless you got a bunch of stuff on the hard drives, but even then, nah, give me a call next week. If you don't get through this, just um, by checking out the, 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 the bios and we'll find out, we'll get to the bottom of this. This is extremely rare. Most people have these things six years and say, yep, runs as good today as did today. I, I got it. Yeah, I've never had any problems. But the one thing I know you can do, uh, particularly if you look at at the storage, and there is limited storage on these things. Correct. There is a hard drive. If, if you have some videos and movies, like from time to time I'd download a movie or a video, if I was going to be traveling to visit my daughter down in Arizona, that sort of thing. And if you forget to purge that, it is limited storage space. Yep. And it's one of those things where with a Chromebook, because all your stuff, for all practical purposes, email, docs, all that sort of stuff, is in the cloud, doing a restorative factory. Oh, yeah, we won't hurt at all. And, and the only other thing that I see people having issues with with these things is because they're on the Internet all the time, they really got to pay attention to how many 
extensions and plugins they've added to the Chrome browser. Uh, now, if you've got a bunch of them going, that will bring you right down to it. They'll take a computer to its knees real quick. Um, I try to keep extensions to a bare minimum, even on my desktops. It will help your Internet performance. I, I, that's, it's got to be one of those three things with a Chromebook. has to be. And I hope that helps. Sharon in Maple Grove. Sharon, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi, Sharon. Hi, What's Doug. up? Well, um, I'm having problems when I try to sign in or to log in on my computer. And um, the the first username um, where I put in my username, it, it comes in in double letters. It never used to in the past. If I go past that page to the sign-in page, it will have a little eye at the right-hand end of that line, and it has a diagonal from left to right through it from top to bottom. And that's never been there before, and it's pretty, this, I feel it's a security risk. I, I agree. I, I, the, the, this reminds me of a, of a virus, but that was many, many years ago. And it also could be, it's like we're getting bad memory today. If you happen to have a bad RAM chip, you'll start to get this kind of bad transfer. Um, give me a call next week. We're going to do some further investigation on this. This is very strange. Very strange. You're getting double letters? That's way strange. Um, give me a call. We'll see what we can get put together here. But I, off the top of my head, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable giving you an answer without seeing the machine on this one. Yeah, and uh, could it be keyboard problems, stuck keys, Possibly, well, but key. it's different letters. She, 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 yeah. They're doubling each letter she does. So it, this is bizarre. Yeah. This is very, very strange. Unless, yeah, it just, yeah, something doesn't feel right to me. Something's off. Um, I, I'm not comfortable giving you an answer. I apologize. And when I say look at the computer, we can do that remotely. I'm not going to drag in and charge you a bunch of bucks without you knowing about it beforehand. So uh, that's not how I operate. But I can connect up remotely. Uh, even if we're using Chrome Remote or something like that, we'll we'll get at least to take a look at it. And thank you for the call. We'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. Our number on the show is 651 989 9226. You can text or call the program. We have a lot of great text today. Let's jump back there for a little bit. I have an external hard drive that's just clicking and making beeping noises. Couple of questions. If the data is backed up, is it worth trying to fix a faulty external hard drive? And then if it is bad, what do I do with it? Yeah, that, that great text. Um, in my mind, the cost of external hard drives today, you don't want to be spending too much time on that. And if you're really concerned about somebody getting at the data and you're handy, you probably got a hand drill, just drill three, four holes through it. That'll take care of it if you don't want to take it anywhere. If you take that drive to Tech Dump, with or without a computer, they will wipe that drive and give you a certificate that is completely clean. The clicking thing indicates that this is an actual hardware hard drive crash and unless you need data off this i would not bother plugging it into your computer again it's uh when you start to hear the clicking it's either heads bouncing up and down against the platters or something is not connected properly to the spindle anymore it's um that's bad news when they're making that kind of noise 
And it's good to hear that you do have another copy yeah. that you, your data is clean on your computer. And it's one of those things we talk backups all the time. Uh, ideally, you would have it in the cloud somewhere. You'd have a hard copy like an external hard drive. And then, of course, what you have in your machine. Exactly. You don't want to put all your backup eggs in one basket. And this is a perfect example. External hard drives fail. Thumb drives, the, the USB drives, those are notorious now They are to fail. And, and get now glitching. they're getting worse even. So, yeah. yeah. We have talked about that a lot. So you ultimately want to have three. Oh, oh, at least. Absolutely. If I do a dual boot for people and they got Windows and Linux, I put their data on both sections of the hard drive. That's still on the hard drive. I don't count that as two. I count that as one. I put them another copy up in the cloud, hopefully another copy on an external hard drive and or another computer. Many people have multiple computers in the house today, and they say, well, I got a copy here and a copy here. That's good enough. It really isn't. You still need some type of off-site storage, especially for your pictures. Just remember this. We can replace computers. Buy hardware all day long. We can replace software all day long. What we can't replace are those precious moments that you've captured with pictures. Even documents, we should be able to get a lot of them because there are some copy someplace if it was that important. But pictures and music that you've purchased, you don't want to go through downloading all that again. Just get set up with either Google Drive or an iCloud account or Carbon Copy or perhaps Mosey. There's just Carbonite. A, Carbonite. There's just a just a uh, an array of good services out there, and they're dirt cheap. They've gotten so competitive over the years, and they do a really good. They job. do These do good work. Oh, good I, I haven't heard a bad report about a backup service in three or four years, yeah. and that's the way it should be. They're working hard. They really are. So for five, six, eight, ten dollars a month, depending on the plan you got, well worth the money. Well worth the money. Yeah, and the the one thing I do if I absolutely positively have to have it, um, most of us have more than one email account. I've got a Gmail, I've got an old Yahoo account, I have a couple of work accounts, and I generally don't fool around with personal stuff there. Exactly. But between the Yahoo and and the Gmail account, if it's really important, I just Email it to the other account. You know, you know, attach attach the photo, attach the doc, and just email it to my other account. And then I, then I really feel covered. I love that solution. Interestingly enough, I actually have lately, because I get a ton of mail to the WCCO tech account, and I'm actually forwarding those to two different emails so I can keep track of that. It's a great idea, Stevie. And especially if you're attaching a document or something, that's... That's that's cloud storage. If you got it set up in web-based, that's cloud storage number two. I, I love the idea. I love it. Yeah, and then it's in your sent mail in, uh, the, for instance, a Gmail account, and it's in your inbox and in Yahoo You're going to find it somewhere. And you're going to find it somewhere. I love it. Uh, no matter what happens to your computer, you could be at a, at a business uh, little kiosk at a hotel somewhere and get to your stuff. So. Perfect. 15 minutes now in front of 2 o'clock. Let's go to the text line again real quick. And this is a good one. Uh, what about Norton? Is that a good antivirus? It's very popular. It's been around for a long time. Well, the, Semantic at this point is going through some struggles. Um, I can tell you that the Norton that is supplied to us from Xfinity is doing a good job. I think part of the problem that Symantec is facing is 
they really anticipated a lot more Comcast Xfinity subscribers to pony up and step up to the plate and actually buy a commercial package. I do know that Comcast Xfinity pays Semantic pretty good nickels to get this thing so they can have it customer-wide. At the same time, there are rumblings that Semantic might be having some financial issues. I haven't heard as of late that there are any systems corrupted because they're not doing their job. I haven't heard anything about that. I prefer a different product. In my mind, Semantic kind of, it takes a lot of resources. And that's probably the drawback for, for many users. But um, I, they're not going anywhere, but I would not, yeah, I'd, I'd be pushing malware bites. I, I'm biased. I'm sorry. We have a lot of great text today. Here's one of my favorite in a long time. My wife has a 2011 17-inch MacBook Pro uh-huh. that she no longer uses. Wanted a lighter, smaller Mac, so we got her a 13-inch Air. What's the best way to sell the MacBook? I have an answer. Call me oh, yeah, that's during mine. the news at 2, and I I'll want, buy it. I want that number. Yeah. No, he, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I want it first. I, I, I have been looking for a 2012 MacBook Pro. Doug and I are going to fight over this computer. Well, if it's a good one, if it's in good shape. I, to find one that's – see, people don't realize the quality of these computers. Yeah. They are, they're unbelievable hardware. And even if you think you're out of date and can't reinstall Mac OS X, I would miss OS X, but that's the way Apple's got their servers set up. Not a problem. These things just fly with Linux, and oh, they look good. You'll find a buyer. Oh, you'll, yeah. You'll find Don't a have buyer. Any problem. Get in touch with us directly. Huh. Yeah, well, let, let's make it. They've already found two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You, you got buyers right here in the studio, 148 here at CCO. We'll come back. More texts, more calls. Waiting on the line, we got Bob and Woodbury, and then we're going to try and get to as many texts as we can. Great show today. We always appreciate your calls. And text at 651-989-9226 here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Ten minutes now in front of two, all the news and weather at two, and then we have Ask the Vet today. Dr. Gene Gadsky, if you're having issues with your dog or cat, by all means call the program next hour. Uh, Let's go to the phones right now out of the gate. Bob and Woodbury. Uh, Bob, you're on with Doug. Okay, hi. My question concerns passwords, and I have a a uh, laptop and a, uh, a desktop, and I have a cell phone, uh, smartphone, and it seems like I got so many passwords, and now when I try to log in to one particular one, I get a uh, say it's not avail- valid. And then I have to reset it. And for example, yeah, you got to do that all at once. I I know what you're dealing with. I probably unwind password problems for people. I bet you three to five times a week. Um, this is going to be best if you give me a call and we take it right from the start because you got to unwind this. I've seen people fly around with this for months, and it's just you, you got to put a stop to it. We got to determine what. Service is going to be the hub, the God account, so to speak. And then we build around that. And you really got to look at what kind of smartphone you have, all the devices at once. I had one a couple weeks ago where the people had put an email in to a smart TV. And the rest of their accounts were all coordinated. 
And I'm not certain what was going on with that TV, but when it would update oh. or they would buy something, it would take precedence and automatically reset that password on their email account. We had to physically take that off that device, and then everything fell into place. So it could be a weird anomaly, but you got to get that unwound. If you're spinning around like this, I already know how you feel about digital equipment, and we got to get that turned around. Yeah, and you need a strategy when it comes yeah, to passwords. You do. Long time ago, my wife and I came up with a couple of passwords that we use for shared financial accounts, and... That's worked really well. We both know those, so we can both log in, get it all the information. And then when it comes to my other accounts, emails, whether it's work or here, I have now I'm up to about a half a dozen go-to passwords. And and you you, you got to manage these things. You do. And and the key ones are when you set up, for instance, a new computer. Yes. You know, yes, some indeed. of those passwords are more important than the others. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, I find it interesting that you brought up this thing about how you and your wife are, are coordinated. This happens a lot. One spouse will pass, unfortunately, and people who are close, but they don't have the passwords for their spouse. After they're gone. Yeah, for bank accounts and, my and all. God, what a mess this turns into. It can take three to five months of sending death certificates and birth certificates and social security numbers. These people who are in control of the security, they don't, they're just not going to relinquish it that, that easy, regardless of how troublesome this is. To, that's their job, is well, to protect it. Rightfully so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. You can't fault them. Uh, this is what they're paid to do is protect that data. And if say, so, well, yeah, that's this guy. Pay. Well, yeah, I'm sure they've heard it when it's not true. All right. We're tight on time. Oh, but sorry. Let's just get to what people can do to start to manage this. What, if there are services out there that will help you manage passwords. This is a big deal. It is. Um, and the services, they last pass, and there, there's a lot of them out there. Now, the Linux community is actually putting in password managers with every distribution now. And what I'm seeing from these free ones, I'm liking them. There's one called Wrangler, and I normally don't like password managers, but I like this one. This one, I don't have to pay for anything extra, but I can actually carry my security on a thumb drive, and I can have it on more than one thumb drive. So any computer I'm on, I pop that baby in, and my passwords are there. And I can have a copy of that in case something happens to it. It works out really, really well. Uh, we'll we do some more research on this, but if you are spinning in passwords, it's time to retrain and get yourself a password manager and take good care of it. You're still going to have to remember one master password, even with a password manager. But one is a whole lot easier than 100. Yeah, and don't use one password for oh, everything. No. That's bad. Yeah, that's uh, that's another major no-no. Yeah, you don't want to be that, uh, that, that, that typical. You do not want to be... That uh, So somebody could just look at it and go, oh, I got that. Oh, yeah. And birthdays, not so good. If your birthday is a matter of public record and your kid's birthday is a – and wedding anniversaries, dates, unless you split them up or reverse them somewhat, just don't think in those terms. There's much, much better methods to get yourself good passwords. And these password managers, most of them have a password generator. And those passwords, now that's a password. Generally, they're 64 to 128 characters, and sometimes you can't even make sense out of what it is, but then it becomes critical that you maintain access to that password manager. 
So that password to get into your manager needs to be something on the simple side, but still secure. Great, great text. We only have about a minute to go. We did get something on the Chromebook, and that is a Chromebook cleaner, uh, a power wash under the advanced settings. I, I haven't looked at that. Doesn't sound familiar to me. It puts everything back. It puts everything back. I think to it's factory. a factory. Yeah, yeah. it's um. Th- th- this is a good thing, but uh, I I don't think he really should have to rely on that either. I I have a feeling it's more about extensions and data files that are saved, or possibly could be a bad drive. Even the SSDs, rare as it is. But yeah, something's out of whack on this one for sure. All right, Doug will be back in one week. We'll talk to you next Saturday cool. at one, of course. Um, Doug, phone number and email. Thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com. WCCOTECH.com. 651-552-9543. And, Steve, have a good weekend. It's nice weather this week. Yeah, have a good one. Enjoy the warm weather. Merry Christmas. Oh, Happy New Year, of course. Uh, Doug joins us next Saturday. Nice. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. 